Uh, cool. Yeah, we're live. Um, Hello. Hello. <laughs> we're this is Juan. a great start already. Wayne. Juan. Juan. Wayne. Wayne. Oh no! I'll, I'll introduce Wayne. you guys. You don't have to do that. Wayne. But we're one. One way. Way. No. Ooh. Street. So everybody, look up one way on Spotify. No. And go street. No. One way in. Uh, one way in. Street. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I guess we can go straight to introduction. Um, go do it. Because the one, you guys are in a band. I, I've known you, Cesar, for a very long time. I've known you, Andrew, for uh, less, but it's always been a great time hanging out with you. And um, y- you guys are, are one of those bands where every, every time I show your music to somebody, which happens often, it ends up playing in their house at some point. There's a, there's a, there's a prime example, uh, Zach. I can't go over to that guy's house without hearing you. It kind of drives me crazy, but I love it because it's your music. <laughs> so it's very sweet. So, Andrew. Yes. When did music hate you is something you needed to do? Not necessarily for your whole life, but when did you go? <gasps> oh, I was four or five years old, I think. Wow. Yeah. And what was it? Um, uh, the Beatles. Hmm. That was mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I heard the Beatles for the first time. And I think that, I mean, this is before my consciousness. I don't really, I don't, I'm not sure if I remember too much before the age of 10 or so. But I, um, yeah, I started singing in choirs, like church choirs and other choirs. Um, but uh, yeah, I know that's kind of where it all started for me. And I, you know, it's never left me, not yet. Hmm. So you were, you were automatic, you were a music person from as long as you can remember. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Says, what about you? The Beatles as well. I had like a, my mom's boyfriend gave me a booklet of CDs because I used to drive with them a lot. Like they would do like long drives. They'd go hiking and I would go with them, but just sit in the car, you know, not the whole hike, but the, uh, I would sit in the back of the car and I had a little Walkman and I had like all these CDs and it was like Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, the who, you know, and I always liked the Beatles the best. Hmm. But then I, I wanted to be like a visual artist. I wanted to do drawing. You wanted to do drawing. <laughs> drawing. No, like, <laughs> like <laughs> drawing. <laughs> wait, wait. What? what? What's like, happening like, here? Like, What's draw. happening? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> it's, it's a difficult word to say, to draw. But like, to, I, I wanted to draw. But you decided <laughs> to become a sanger instead. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. But actually, you know, it's the way we say it, with the, the way the rest of the world says it. <laughs> no, the way I say it, drawing, it's kind of it's kind of ugly. I, I like what you you I see the word when you say it that way. Drowing. Drowing. <laughs> I see I see something you do on a farm. I think you <laughs> you draw you draw your field. Cousin of plowing. Yeah. Sowing. You sow the field. And then you plow it. So you wanted to be a visual artist. <laughs> Wait, let's bring it back to where we were. <laughs> you, yeah, I yeah, did, yeah. I wanted to draw. <laughs> I drew these really detailed pictures, and um, they were all about like whatever toy I was really into. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided I wanted to do that, um, and it obviously wasn't going <laughs> to be a good career. So 
I think eventually. <laughs> what age was this? Because <laughs> because he'd have to say it often if he was, and it just wouldn't work out. You're you're in just, kindergarten talking to your teachers like, yeah, I, I like doing it, but I don't think it's a great career. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I really feel I don't know. I, I it lent itself to not being super social, and I feel like it didn't get me anywhere. Oh, yeah. it's not yeah. collaborative. Yeah, um, and I had a friend who. I grew up with, he was from England and he had started playing music with some other friends and he was like, why don't you come do it? And I was very nervous cause I had never, I mean, I had played music. I had taken guitar lessons with like the school guitar teacher and I was bad at it, but I went to do his, his music with his friends and it, they all became my friends. And then I became into music cause I think it got me friends. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. I think also the Beatles, too. Like, you know, you see this, like, camaraderie in yeah, the, exactly. the they films had, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as a child, it was super impactful because it was like, oh, like, you can be, you can, like, have fun with people and they'll, like, like me. It's, it's amazing. It, mm. It's a social art in a way that I don't think anything else is, really. Because writing is so, like, so heady and so, like, you're by yourself and in your room writing for hours and hours and hours and... Music, you could, you, I mean, you guys are, are great friends and, I mean, you form a band and hang out and, and do work at the same time. Like, it's, it's a, uh, a life hack in a way, in terms our, of lifestyle. Our band started because we spent too much time together not doing anything important at all. So we were like, maybe we should do something with all this time. <laughs> 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 we both write songs. Why don't we write some together? <laughs> so the friendship was first and then the music came? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. I met Cesar. I said we went to high school together. Cesar was a couple of years younger than me. Um, and uh, yeah, I met Cesar in the j high school jazz band. Mm -hmm. What did you What did you guys play in high school jazz? I, I was the piano player in the band. And and I played guitar badly. He played guitar ba uh, pretty good. There was actually, a really good kid in my g grade that was really good at jazz guitar, but he was maybe not, not so creative. And I was just really creative, and so they actually let me do things because I would do interesting things, and they would be like, wow, I wouldn't have thought to do that. But I couldn't play jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't make loud noise or do something I'm not weird. I, I don't know. I think that you were able to kind of convince them. At, our, at, the school, at the school, there was like two jazz bands. There was like a, and for whatever reason, it was kind of supposed to be like this art school in San Francisco. And, um, uh, I'm not sure if it is that anymore, but, no. um, but there's a, yeah, there was, the, they prided themselves on the jazz curric curriculum because there was people who came out of it that ended up actually having music careers and such, mm. but, mm -hmm. um, there's, uh, an advanced band and then there was like the really terrible one. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I, uh, I got advanced into the advanced band pretty early and Cesar, I was a, yeah, I guess we I both know. did. Yeah. Yeah. So you were, uh, we ended up in the same. Same little, same little band. Yeah. Um, Cesar had his would keep his amplifier next to the my piano, and so I would. I'd, he was he the youngest one I think in the it. band, so I would have to haze him a little bit, yeah. and I'd turn his turn his volumes up and down. <laughs> so let me ask you, if because I heard you talk about someone who got big fast, what would it be like for you if the band blew up right now, huge? Stressful. Stressful. Yeah, probably pretty stressful. Stressful, but good stressful. Figure out what to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> some, some questions. I think. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. a great. That's a great question. Yeah, like what, 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 what happens from there? I mean, I'm oh. sure because you, you, you got everyone dreams about success. So I think as a like a, an attempt to be functional, both Cesar and I have different 
you know, artistic and professional pursuits that are happening. And so if this band were to uh, kind of get to a point where we would have to not do those other pursuits for a while, um, that would, you know, that would create a conversation that would need to be had, I think. But, you know. Several, yeah. I I think it would also just be like a question of like, I don't know, I think Andrew and I both like want to do music, period, and not necessarily like any one particular like, project is like the be all end all oh right. this is going to be the one that's going to be really important to me or whatever because so everything kind of I feel like I mean at least personally like I look at all of it as being kind of important um so music to you is it's not about a, an end game it's about what you're doing right now is that right it's like a form just like any I think artistic expression it's kind of like it helps me kind of figure out how I feel about things and like get my thoughts out and and kind of like work through my my vibe i think that also like for me i like you know like the beat like going back to the being four years old and seeing the beatles <laughs> i think that you know i um yeah any illusion of kind of becoming some sort of cultural icon which i don't think will be necessarily in my future you know i think that that kind of was replaced by the reality like the realization that really what i wanted was to live a bohemian lifestyle <coughs> with people who are like-minded and do similar things and are creative and interesting and and that alone is kind of I think the the goal is to make that consistent and and happen so I don't know if it's generational or just the people I hung out with but everyone who was creative that I knew had a goal to be famous Mm. Uh, you know, and you work toward that goal. You work toward the money. You work toward that that end result. And that's not what I'm hearing at all. And that's not what I'm seeing in your generation. Mm-hmm. It, it, do you do you find that? I think I just want to be happy. Yeah, in the end of the day. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hey, okay, what's happy? I don't know, like be able to sleep, like go to bed feeling like good about myself, you know, wake up feeling good about what I'm doing with my life, like feeling like I'm like going in the right direction. I'm doing things that make me feel fulfilled. Spending time doing what you want to do with people that you enjoy being around. Yeah. Do you do you think that you are an anomaly or do you think that this is what you're seeing in most of your friends? I hope not. Most of my friends. Yeah. But I feel like society maybe right now is not so much into that. But your age, your age, human. I uh, I, I would consider Cesar and I pretty irregular. I think that Django is as well. You know, I mean, I don't know. There's like, but I think that's yeah. It's hard for me. Irregular to speak or as regular? I, irregular. Irregular. Yeah, I agree. I think it's. I think it's. It would be hard for me to speak on the general society as a whole yeah. uh, or the generation as a whole. Yeah. Because I yeah, think it so is of course. But y- you get a sense. Not true. Am I, I am I wrong in, in saying that fame is still something that's aspirational? Just just oh, sure, just in sure. how in how it not not because of recognition, but but purely because it means that you have the ability to support yourself for you know well, a, a that, longer period it, of time. Yeah. yeah, I think also like fulfillment. Like I think a lot of people like look that like oh if I get a certain amount of Instagram followers like I'll feel good about myself, and I. I just personally don't get that, but I I feel that a lot of my generation does feel that way because I see like people prioritizing this sort of you know internet thing. Well, we're we're given these cultural 
cues of what success is yeah. or what, oh, you know, when I was in my 20s, what a woman was. I remember uh, being a young actor and walking by to go to an audition, um, walking by a construction site, and they would hoot and holler and say things and, you know, chase me. And it was it would get my nervous system going. It would be upsetting, and I'd get to my audition. But then one time when it didn't happen, I went, uh-oh, do I not look good for this audition? It became something that mm. cued me. It wasn't what I wanted, mm. but now it's an, indica- it's an indicator. And it, it feels like people are given, okay, uh, I think Instagram, I, I think there's real issues with those cultural cues that people are getting of, you know, sure. followers and just, you know, become an inf- influence people, influencers. What is that? They, they're one-person sales machines, right? It, absolutely, yeah. It's a very weird craft uh, to, uh, people have on their, like they promote themselves as that, that's their job, is they're an in- influencer. And that just means that they post pictures of themselves. But I, I, I have a question for you, Mom, about like growing up, the, the, the creative people that you grew up around, mm-hmm. uh, you've, you've seen, their, you've seen their, their career trajectories. So do you... Do you do you look back at those people and uh, notice any similarities from like you know the, the people that not necessarily became famous or extremely successful, but the people that were able to pursue creativity as a career and do that for their for their life? Did did you see any any traits or, or commonalities between between those those people? Yes, yes. I remember um, I was in a group of friends with George Clooney. And uh, we we would go up to Big Sur. Do you know Big Sur? Yeah, and there was this, Beautiful. yeah, Deejans was this, incri- I think it's gone now. Makes me so sad. Uh, but Deejans was like this very cool place that they had candelabras because it was in the middle of the forest. It really felt like you were a, a woodland creature going to breakfast in this little wooden place. And candelabras on the table because there was no electricity mm-hmm. in the dining room. Mm-hmm. And it was dark because you were in the forest. And I, you know, I would get a sense of place and calm and almost like a meditative breakfast when we go there. And when George came with his girlfriend, he, um, he was on the phone to his agent the whole time. Hmm. The candelabras, the trees, the, the uh, none of it. He was he was working every minute, hard, really hard. Mm-hmm. And I look at him. It, you know, he did. He just kept going. He had a hard time making it, and he just kept going. And I and and I'm sure he got pummeled a lot, mm-hmm. but now he can. You know, Do whatever he, wants. he he can have. You know, liquor, tequila companies, tequila companies, and and a a family, yeah, or whatever. But uh, I was Uh, I was talking about that last night, like the because I'm I'm I assume that I I can speak for myself. I I want a family and I want a career, Um, Mm -hmm. and it's it's so I I I feel a lot of need to like not take weekends right now. Like I, I I've given up my weekends for the time being. I've given up free time. Uh, so that I can work really hard now, hopefully 
build up something that can move on its own and, and then one day hopefully be, you know be able to have a family but I, I, we, we know people that have have kids young and I, I'm I, for for a lot of us that's kind of out of you you it would be impossible to balance the lifestyle that that you guys need to upkeep and 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 a family in that way but you you actually mom you did you did you did find that balance in in a, in a, in a stronger way than than most have it, well you know i i have a lot to say about uh what women go through when they want careers and children but i do know one thing for anyone who's in the creative arts i do think struggle is essential mm-hmm. i i i think to to question yourself to uh dig deeper to fight for it you know it's the old caterpillar to the butterfly thing if if when you're green goo and you're starting to become the butterfly and you you're fighting to get out of the chrysalis if someone comes and says oh let me make it easier for you uh the butterfly doesn't get the fluids through its wings that it needs to so that it has the ability to fly on its own part of the struggle is part of its journey to be able to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I do I do feel strongly that there's something to the struggle but also that you've got a really great idea about balance that my generation absolutely did not have. Why well, appreciate that's very kind. Yes. I I I don't know that I feel super balanced, but you know, no, I'm it's, not n- sure it's nice to hear either. the feedback. You don't feel balanced. What what's unbalanced? I think that maybe. I don't know. I feel like my goals are very, like, consistent. Like I feel like I consistently crave a sense of normalcy and a sense of like. Um, contentment in what I'm doing and that I feel like I'm doing the things that I want to be doing or need to be doing. But I feel like I can never have enough time in the day to achieve my like everyday goals. And I feel extremely dissatisfied and frustrated by like all of the mundane sort of everyday tasks that I feel like maybe people of like my parents' generation didn't think about. Like, they just deal with it. And for me, it becomes, like, really debilitatingly in the way. Why do you think Why do you think your parents' generation could deal with it and you can't? Like, what mundane thing? Like, taxes, you mean? Whatever like it is. Like, just whatever, it's whether it's dealing with, like, my landlord or it's, like, you know, whatever. So whatever, what do you think the difference is. is? Why it was okay with them and not with you? I really don't know. I I feel like maybe they just never they just put up with it or I, I don't know. I don't know, but I I see like my mom for example, I see her struggle with the same stuff that I'm talking about, but she just goes on and deals with it and whatever, and I feel like it gets me creatively blocked and it gets me kind of feeling like I can't achieve what I'm trying to achieve with my own goals. Like, I obviously deal with whatever it is comes up, but it takes me out of the headspace of, like, my goals as far as, like, being happy, being content, achieving what I want. Mm. 
And I, I think, well, I'll say, I mean, I, 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 you know, everyone here knows I recently started doing music myself. And a big part of that, I have to be honest, Cesar, was you, um, you, you, uh, leading by example, I, 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 I saw how you played, I saw how you made music, and also uh, taking the time to, to listen to the stuff that I made and uh, looking for the, for the good in it. And, and that was very inspiring as someone who admires the music that you both create a lot. Um, uh, but it, jumping into that lifestyle and, and, and making, it, making a transition into it, it's a lot of work. Like yeah. it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't think that, I don't think that changes as you get better because the, the bar just keeps on moving up and up and up. And, um, I, you, you, I don't think that you want to be the best. I don't think that I want to be the best, but I want to be the best that I can be. And I want to make the best song that I can make. Mm -hmm. And th that, that requires every iota of, of, of free, space in my mind that I, I, I can I can let it have, you know, and that that's that's really difficult to to if any if anything comes up, it's like a, a roadblock almost, you know, it's like, absolutely. I was just thinking about this thing and I'm, I'm working on it really hard. But now here just, you know, taxes come up and it's like, oh, I have to I have to push this back. And, and I, mm -hmm. I'll tell you something, I think to a certain extent, this is about you being young because when you get, and, and why it's easier, why they just deal, why your parents just deal, is like, you know, when you brush your teeth, mm -hmm. you, you don't think about it. And that's because a different part of your brain is dealing with it. Mm -hmm. That gets kicked back to your basal ganglia. So your basal ganglia just does this boring stuff. This is, this is what she does, by the way. <laughs> You can you can check out and check back in, yeah. in a few minutes. No, I'll but summarize: basal ganglia and fascia. They you got to release stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And prefrontal <laughs> cortex. Right. I'm about to bring the prefrontal <laughs> cortex into it. That's my favorite part. Yeah. So so listen. So brushing your teeth. So the more you do the banal, boring things that need to be done as an adult the more your basal ganglia will take over and you just do it. You don't even think about it because our prefrontal cortex, the, the part of your brain that you're using when you're being creative, when you're playing chess, when you're thinking things through, it's really powerful, but it's really small. So if you have those things in your brain and if you don't do something all the time, it will be in your prefrontal cortex. Mm. So you need to do those things in a pattern all the time. The things you hate, do them more. Do them all yeah. the time so that they get kicked back to your, your basal ganglia and then your prefrontal cortex has the ability to handle what you all do. There, I, I, weirdly, I think that there's like a particular kind of mania with music too. Like it's, it's almost as if, uh, like if in acting you could just get every role whenever you, if you were in charge of everything that you were doing, mm -hmm. like it, it's very easy to just get, you know, taken over by that and be like, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play, you know, I'm going to, you know, every Joaquin Phoenix, you know, I, I, I don't really know what, what the example would, how it would turn out, but there, there's, there's no end to the Beatles are, are, we're, we're crazy about their work, work habit. Oh, they did like 70 takes of like a B side. Yeah. 
that they were like only three of them were there to do the recording because one of them just was like screw this but they still did like 75 takes of the song I don't think there's any end to the mania that you guys um, are, are experiencing now. I think that's maybe just how you're going to have to learn to deal with life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Likely not. Yeah. yeah, likely not. Yeah, but when you're in it, aren't you consumed? Totally. Isn't it yeah. just where you want to be when you're collaborating and yeah. writing? And hours just... It's... Yeah. yeah. I think that that's... It's a like, gift. That's where my life doesn't feel very balanced, going back to that. It's yeah. like, I think that even though I might, like be managing my own expectations or something. I um, I think I spend basically all of my life doing doing this, you know, and I have been for right. um, 10 what, years or so, more than that. Maybe. What's managing expectations? What does that look like to you? I think it's uh, managing my own disappointments, generally speaking, you know, when it comes down to, like, the, the public reaction to things. Or the success thing. Yeah, what that's that going back to the success yeah. kind of con concept. But, but that's different. Dealing with... with be being vulnerable to disappointments to me, I mean, speaking from my own career, is different than managing expectations. Okay, yeah, I guess you're probably right. You know, yeah, and, sure. and managing expectations shouldn't happen. No, that's right. That's, no, you're right. That's, I, think I'm, I think I might be saying it wrong. Well, are you or are you feeling it in a way that maybe you need to look at and go, wait a minute, I don't need to, I don't need to uh, give myself a smaller box yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think I don't think I'm putting myself in a box. I think I'm trying. I'm trying to. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe just not That's like. What to say? Maybe just not like count your like wins before you've had them or something. Like right. That's. It's sort of like you know when we were, were talking about, when you were talking about how like a lot of people you know that are like are creative or successful or whatever were very committed to that like achieving that success. I think maybe I don't know if it's generational or what, but maybe both I know both Andrew and I both feel like maybe that success isn't necessarily like fame or acclaim or something and that oh like I agree and so like for us we try to c sort of control that kind of lustful desire for those things oh. to, to manage like you know he's saying magic expectations I, I, I hear that as like oh I don't want to like only s like pine after these things that are kind of surface or unachievable right maybe harder oh I see Much, yeah I see. See, from my brain, I hear manage expectations, and that's very much what women do, or women of my generation did. Manage expectations. You're not going to get that job. You're not going to make that money. That's not for you. Mm -hmm. So that's a very different thing. You're talking about don't buy into what other people say success is. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Well, it's like our society tells you like what you're supposed to want to achieve with like being a musician, you know? Yeah. Right. Artist like, or actor, actress. Exactly. Any yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah, you're told, right. told what you're supposed to do or what, what, what success looks like, I think, from mm -hmm. from the jump. Um, yeah, and kind of divorcing yourself from that a little bit, might, it's, at least for me, has been pretty helpful in, you know, making making life better can, can i say because i mean you guys have a healthy fan base you guys do great shows but um you you released an album um that ob quite objectively is is worthy of uh high high praise i mean Thank I, you. I i think that i think that critically and i've heard i've heard some of your upcoming music as well i, I mean I, i'm i'm not so much speaking as a friend here but but um uh but, but an objective critic, um, 
is it I, i'm sure it's frustrating to 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 not be in in the mainstream when your music is more than more than more than capable of reaching it i mean or or do you do you like having a a, a small but strong fan base who who adore your music and, and it's growing every day uh, i don't really think about it like that because i think if i was to think like oh i wish that more people had heard our first record then i'd feel really down about the fact that less people heard it than i wanted to because you know objectively i'd like anyone who'd be interested in hearing that kind of music to hear it because the reason why i make it is for myself mm. but once it's made it's no longer mine anymore so it's like i like that it belongs to other people and that people find valuable to them you know like zach for example likes our music and you know I'm, i don't listen to my own music so it's like i was gonna ask you that yeah i, ca I can't like listen to that album i mean i, yeah, I, yeah, I have I play the song live but yeah it's like <laughs> once it's out in the world it's it's, its own thing at that point. will you keep working on it in your mind if you listen I Maybe I'll start to question, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who am I in yeah. this moment that we recorded this? It's this a little trippy, that. for sure. Yeah, man. What do you listen to? What do I listen to? I listen to a lot of country music currently. Mm. Yeah. Pop, co pop country? No, no, no. Like classic. Yeah. Like George Jones. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Cool. And how about you? I listen to a lot of classical music, and I listen to a lot of the Beatles, and I listen to a lot of... Um, Brazilian. I listen to a lot of different stuff. Brazilian right. music. A lot of country. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I feel like I need to uh, reveal this. I can't listen to the Beatles. <laughs> There's only one song. Oh, no. What's the song? Blackbird. It's a great one. It's a good song. I I don't know what it. it they disturbed me. They came out when I was, <laughs> they did. It, when I was five years old, they started and I, it was disturbing and it was too much. And it, the stories were too much. And Eleanor Rigby, no, I can't. I can't go there. Interesting. But Blackbird was just, it felt human. It, it felt, it, it was about humanity and stripped of boy girl all that complication all that weirdness right. mm -hmm. it just felt i've because but thank god for them they inspired so many people mm -hmm. to music mm -hmm. it's interesting now yeah it's not often that i think about like i guess the context of what that was like in the moment you know mm -hmm. huh. we were talking last night with zach who's australian about the beatles and how I was saying that I know a few British people that are of an older generation that really hate the Beatles. And they hate also The Clash or like maybe another British band that got really popular. And so I don't know if that maybe has something to do with it. I wonder if it's like listening to One, one Direction now. I mean, I, I, that, that's a crazy <laughs> statement to make. That's a crazy statement to make. I'm aware of that. To one but like, but like, but like, you know how we're averse to that because it's like, oh, damn, every, every young girl is listening to that music. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not part of that crew you right. know like i wonder if that, that, that uh, i'm gonna run the theme song but there's actually like a really interesting uh topic segue coming up cool
say something wrong. I say something very interestingly. Um, so we were talking in the car on the way over here about um, uh, the 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 cringy music that we we listen to as um, as kids that you know like um, for for example um, I remember. I got a, a Zune player, a, a, a recording, a, a recorder, and I, I'd go on the radio. I, I think I would actually ditch class because I, I, I knew that Get Low um, oh, yeah. was was coming on <laughs> on the radio, and I, I, I would I would um, I would I would I would I would leave in elementary school and and record it on my recorder, playing through the headphone on the radio. Um, yeah, but that was good. That was a good song. Get low. Get low was. <laughs> get low was a masterpiece. But my, my I, th I think, I think the thing, I think the thing probably that I'm most embarrassed about was the fact that I, the the band I had the most music by for the longest time um, was uh, uh, Three Doors Down. <laughs> oh, brutal. Um, what about you guys? What did you use to listen to that you look back and go, oh, God? I can play some Three Doors Down if you want to think about it for a second. Oh, yeah. I can, I can segue you. Um, I, I, I actually love him. I think he's very talented, but it is a little funny and cringy. I definitely went through a big like Justin Timberlake phase. Oh, you went through a big <laughs> Justin Timberlake phase. Yeah. That just came out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, wow, it was his last album. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> It was definitely like young. young it was uh, man, man of the country, man of the, the country one. Yeah, it was definitely like just just man of the woods. Genius. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the top uh, uh, JT song for you? Uh, Rock your body, maybe. I don't know. How how old were you? I don't remember. Maybe like eleven or twelve. All right, so we're picturing a twelve-year-old <laughs> doing a lot of drawing. <laughs> A lot of drowning. <laughs> it's a good track. It's a great track. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Um, I think that it's funny because I think a lot of the cringe, the cringe-worthy songs I listen to now we cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a lot of like like mid two thousands R and B. Yeah. yeah. Like what? What do you got? Um, like T Pain. Every T Pain song. Buy you a drink. Uh, yeah, we we covered like Mark buy you a drink every show. Yeah, you guys do like a it country a, cover. It might be. A, people love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, buy it's funny. Song. It's funny because I yeah we kind of like growing up that was like was happening all the time and I guess I was like taught some level of pretension somehow you know where that was you know immediately at some age uncool to listen to any of that stuff. And I was very embarrassed about it for a long time. But um, now I think, you know, revisiting it is actually quite brilliant. You know who I listened to when I was little? Donovan. You won't even know who that is. I think I, I do know, know Donovan, yeah. You do? What's the song? The Mellow Yellow. Uh, uh, mellow Yellow, but um, yeah. He was cool. Is, that, is he cringy to you now? Uh, no, I still love him. I'm a little <laughs> disturbed to say that, but no, I he, love Donovan. That's good. Some good he, records. He's got some great records. Yeah. I think he has a little bit of a cringy vibe at times. Yeah, little boy. Like like Jamir Jamiroquai. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a great. Clip. Is he is he cringy? 
Jamiroquai? Jamiroquai is a little, a little, a little bit cringy. <laughs> okay. How about Parliament? Am I, wrong? Am I wrong? Oh, we love Parliament. Oh, no, Parliament's, Parliament's Parliament. Great. Parliament. Oh, okay. P-Funk's great. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. was George Clinton. Bow, wow, wow. Well, yep, yeah. Yo, yep, yeah. Well, you, had, you had to have some music that you, you would just be like 12 years old, that you'd be so That ashamed. was Donovan. That was Donovan. I listened to Donovan and I listened to early uh, Randy Newman. Randy Newman's Randy great. Also Sail away. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's great. Uh, that's all. I mean, that, that, I stuff would, aged, that stuff has aged really well. What about like Foreigner? Oh, you know what? No, I, no, I never listened to that stuff. This is not no yellow yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like Friday. I think it's, yeah. are we there yet? Or Lelania. Okay, this was when I fell in love with Donovan. I was in Big Sur at Nepintha looking at a full moon. Lelania came on. Just mad about saffron. Yeah. Quiet, everyone. <laughs> this is this is a cool vibe, though. Yeah. This is like a very interesting. Who who is a who is the artist that it was like hard to like back then? Donovan. <laughs> Donovan, yeah. Really? I, the only Herman, concert Hermit. I ever went to was a Donovan concert. Wow. I went to see him live. Was it good? What's that? Was he good? Was he, he a kid? He show? was just like that. I mean, he just sat there. There was no. Oh, was he good? Yeah, that's what yeah, was. Yeah, was. Was he a kid? No, <laughs> He's no. just like, was he a baby? <laughs> <laughs> was he one? I'm not that old. <laughs> well, he must have been a pretty good hang because he helped John Lennon write a bunch of lyrics. So. Oh, is that right? That that seems right. Now I'm disturbed he, about it all. I don't like the connection here. <laughs> Mom, John, they, John they, is John they is went, cool. They went to India together. No, that. Yeah, I mean, me no, John was cool. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All this stuff you know. Well, we're a little nerdy about the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Beyond. Just a little bit. <laughs> that, that's not uncool to me, though, yet. I, I think that there's something more uncool from your generation, where, like, it, there, there was Iron a person that you wouldn't I, talk to. Iron Butterfly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Vita, dude. I wouldn't listen to that stuff. No? No. I didn't like, I was only listening to funk. By My that time, I went from Donovan to funk, and that was it. That's it, because I wanted to dance to it. Whatever it was, I wanted to dance to it. And if I couldn't dance to it, I didn't listen to it. I realize that I... Um I've I've glossed over a part of my a cringy. Ah, uh, okay. Thank God. Maybe so, I'll get more honest too if you do. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I um I uh yeah great. My dad had a he had serious XM radio in his car, uh -huh. you know, and uh, there's you know uh, at the time I'm not sure if this is still the still the deal, but there's um uh, channels like 60s on six and like 70s on seven, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, um, yeah, I'd like fool around and I was obsessed with the 60s on 6 station because they played a band called Hermit's Hermits. <laughs> which oh, no. I, I really, for whatever reason, I just, oh. I loved, I loved, I loved Hermit's Hermits. That's unbelievable. And I am admitting that now, I think for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have known you for, I don't know, a long time and I've never heard that. Uh, talking to Man, it's uh, it's like, like loving the Dave Clark Five or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's so terrible. This got you going. You were like, I want to be him. This is it. This is it. What, what, what's that show where there's a bunch of vegetables that sing together? Do you know what I'm talking about? No idea. There's a show where there's a bunch of vegetables are all the characters and they all sing. I know, I, Veggie Tales maybe. Ve Veggie Tales, yeah. This reminds me of Veggie Tales. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. All the, I mean, all, it became like a sausage factory trying to get the Beatles again. Or, mm -hmm. you know, trying yeah, to totally. just be on their, yeah. yeah, the monkeys, all, all of that. Hmm. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't think of, there's I didn't like, play music like that. But there's like, I think everyone, everyone now uh, kind of, you know, we, uh, the, the zeitgeist understands that, uh, somehow someone decided that Nickelback is... I is, love Nickelback. Nickelback is I'm good. I'm unapologetically a fan. I have a yeah. CD, one CD that I own now, <laughs> and it's Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, what happened to poor Nickelback? Why? The same thing that happened to Imagine Dragons. They just... they, they Someone decided... Okay, okay, there it is. I love Imagine Dragons. You love Imagine Dragons. I love them, and I love them now. I right can't. now. I have a struggle. I, I, tr I, I could not understand it. I don't understand it. What? Have you heard? Have you heard Jeremy Renner's music, Mom? Oh my God! This what? is like Imagine Dragons. What? It's very much. You might like it's, it. It's actually maybe better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love them. Here. Oh God! <laughs> it's amazing. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he's a he's a, not an actor. He's a musician. Oh, okay, okay. I was saying it was <laughs> no, like no. a Bill Shatner moment, you know, recording music. It is. No, it, it is. is Jimmy Renner. But he's yeah. he's fully re re. Oh, oh, oh! I see. Okay, okay. All right. He's rebranded. I see. It's actually like Russell Crowe. Actually, he does that too. Russell Crowe did that. He does. Have you heard his music? No. Oh, we gotta play that next. Uh. <laughs> okay, it's very dramatic so far. Oh, oh. Whoa. I'm liking it. <laughs> yeah. Shush. This is kind of like a modern day Donovan. <laughs> Mom's dancing. It's a little like electronically altered. I'd like to hear how he sounds. But... Probably bad. Do you not get that? <laughs> I kind of want to imagine him in the studio in like Van Nuys or something doing this. <laughs> I, guys, I, I'm going to be honest. I like this. It's it's my Imagine Dragon, you know, moment. I, I, I don't know why I love them so much, but I love most of their music. Okay. I feel like people work out to that. Yeah. Well, I do work out to that. <laughs> it, yes. It sounds motivational. It is motivational. Yeah. Okay. So, no, I'm not, you know, fixing a martini and sitting down and listening to Imagine Dragons, <laughs> but they have their moment. They have they are motivational and they and they they affect my nervous system. Yeah. I like that. I like to work out to hair metal. Like like I like to work out to I can't poi stand. poison. I can't stand it's them. It's like English, English hardcore music. The De worst. Def Leppard. That's my, that's my thing. Ooh. I love Def Leppard. When I worked out, I did like a, I a dubstep. <laughs> 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 I'm so glad I don't have to work out anymore. Relax, yeah. Although I just discovered I never heard them before, ACDC. Oh, and I was great. like, well, yeah. wow. Yep. You wow. just said, that was the craziest thing you've, you've ever never said. Heard like, I just heard of this crazy <laughs> indie band called ACDC. I never, because I didn't listen to that kind of music, but I just started listening. It was like, was oh everywhere. my That's God, I didn't play that music. But you wouldn't have heard it just like in a store? N no. Is this? 
That's I'm I'm no. that's amazing. I wish I could go and re-listen to ACDC for the first time. <laughs> I loved ACDC when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, well now I do. Yeah, this is the Russell Crowe. Checks out. Uh-oh. A lot more inside. I also want to imagine him recording this in Van Nuys. You like now. <laughs> so, well, I think that's the tough thing about when actors transition is that there's a lot of perform, like there's a lot of character work. There's not so much vulnerability. He's wearing sandals. He's wearing a tunic. <laughs> Ridley Scott is made an arena around him. There are Romans. But, but I think you're right. There's there's too much, too much. Acting in it. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much personality. It's where's the sound? But you know, I'm I have oh god. This, this is uh this is one of the best music My videos Blake of all time. Set, table and oh set. yeah. And, and I, 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 I used to great song. I used to really like this song. No, we've so. listened to this together. We've watched this video together. Yeah. I've, As a reference for another video, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we made we shot a video together. Oh no. Yeah, I think we did use this for one of the videos. Who is this? This is Enrique Iglesias. Oh, I can't stand this. Would you dance? I love, I love so, this. It's so. Would you love? I love want, this. You want like you want like Jeremy Renner. Angry. Yeah. You want yeah. angry male. Yeah. Give me Hawkeye. Yeah. 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 It, I can't. St this is so tortured. It's so tortured. Have you ever have you ever heard releasing fever on YouTube? Releasing fever? No, fever. It, just fever. By who? Just by anyone? Yeah, it, it's a song. It's a famous song. Dua, Dua Lipa? I, I no no. Oh, I, uh, wow. And 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 any 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 but pen? How I about, sang how, it on the show. Elvis. And it's on. Oh, you sang. I sang it. Oh. Should we watch your version of it? Uh, I don't know. Well, see if you can find it. <laughs> Here it is. Oh yeah. Oh, this looks this looks weird already, Mom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where did you film this? This uh, Paramount. In cool. space. It was. Um... Shut up. <laughs> I was gonna say it looks like a cool dive bar in Hollywood or something. Your father directed it. This part. It's a good voice. Is that you singing? Yeah. This is great. Yeah, man. I like this a lot. I like his tuxedo, too. <laughs> For a changeling, it's a nice tuxedo. Great tuxedo. This always happens. I, I invite friends over, and mom's like, all right, time to watch, <laughs> time to watch videos of, of me back in the day. <laughs> no. No, never, it's not true never happened. <laughs> All right, that's enough of it anyway. For God's sakes. I want to go to that bar. Right? 1950s don't be, don't bar. Don't be weird, dude. It's a bar my mom's singing at. <laughs> hey, she sounds good. Jeez, dude, get out of here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyone else have any uh... more cringy music? Yeah, sure. Oh, definitely. Come on. I remember the weekend that American Idiot came out. Oh, yeah. And I was at surf camp, and we almost got kicked out of surf camp because we were cursing so much, singing the Green Day lyrics. That's a good vibe. It was we a good were, energy. It was bad. I, uh. I got in trouble. I got like written up at the surf camp. 
Boulevard Broken Dreams is like still amazing track. This is a great album, but it felt cringy for a long time. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, I would never have told this to anyone. Well, that's the thing. Once you pass through a, a, a phase, it's like, yeah. oh, I can't revisit that. Yeah. Except Donovan. I can revisit Donovan. I'm still. Oh, yeah. Mellow Yellow. I, yeah. I, I, I had such a, like, a vast Sunshine taste in Superman. music. Sweet. I would listen Season to like Superman. country and, and stuff. But for some reason, this was like my most played song for, for years and years and years. Uh, John Lennon, Legend, Green Light. <laughs> I have never heard him play anything. <laughs> no way. Yeah. This is such a corny track. Very long. My dad asked me recently, why do people listen to John Legend? And I said, it's not made for you. <laughs> not made for you, William. Oh, I've heard this song. Yeah, for it's sure. A banger. Go. Dude, I want to go now. This is getting me <laughs> give me, going. Give me the green light. <laughs> okay, so uh, the... Is the, Pharrell involved in the production of this song? It sounds like a Pharrell production. Featuring Andre 3000. I mean, maybe. It does, actually. It really like sounds that. like Pharrell might have been in the studio. Yeah. Okay, so who are the guys behind um, Uptown Funk? What do you think of that song? What do you think song. of it? Bruno you do? Mars? Mark Ronson? Ooh. Yeah? Okay. So good, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Then we're I like on the same Mark page. Ronson's done. This is where we can meet. Yeah. Right here. Bruno Mars. Uptown Funk. Mar yeah, Uptown Funk. All right. I like everything Mark Uptown Ronson's Funk. done. Yep. And it's all about the, the, the guy, the singer in the back on the, if you're looking at the camera on the left, he... The way he dances, the way he does it, it's just, it's all about him. Behind Bruno Mars. We also have to just make a mental note, Mom, that next time we have a, a musicians on, we shouldn't just play music the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys do music. Let's, let's do, yeah, music. <laughs> okay. Him. It's in the, in the him. In the white? No. No, we're looking... Right there. The oh, guy yeah, in the, with the chains oh, oh. and the glasses. Look at that. Look. Goatee oh. going on. I just love the way he moves. I can't take my eyes off him. I, I have an unpopular opinion about... Um, did you guys ever try watching Hamilton? No. Yeah. No, Are you not. kidding? I can't. I don't do musicals. Yeah, no. I can't, I, can't really I actually tried either. recently to watch Les Mis with my girlfriend, and I I had to stop it because Russell Crowe. And oh, I yeah. love Russell Crowe, but watching him sing and be auto tuned that much was no, no, no. That was no. I I totally am with you on Les Mis. Yeah. Not watchable. Not. And Hathaway ever. was great. Russell Crowe. Mm. It, I I don't even like the musical, and that's not popular. People love it. Yeah. But Hamilton, you you, you need to. It's not sit good. Through. It's I, not. It's I, not I, worth I, it. It's I not worth it. Oh Lin Manuel Miranda I is so with, funny, I dude. With Lin -Manuel it's so Miranda. funny. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know why I why I why I think that about him. I mean, I. I, I uh, he 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 has so much ego to me. I it, yeah. He's dripping with like ego, and he's like, everyone else is great, and it's just all about him. You yeah. Know? But separate that out. 
Well, they're and, good, and he's not. And just look at the peas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm going to um, go finish dinner, um, creating dinner. You keep going, but we're having a rack of pork with uh, Cuban mojo sauce, black beans, rice, uh, tomato, and uh, microgreen salad. And, oh, for dessert, I made chocolate cake with uh, peanut butter frosting and peanut brittle. Wow. Sounds fantastic. So I'm going to go do that. You do this. Well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do now? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Should we watch the video of her singing? (laughs) <laughs> no, get out of here, dude. <laughs> get out of here, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he gives me the vibe of, like, when you're a kid and you have singing class and you're in your school and there's always the one kid who's, like, really into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's like, stop trying to sing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you have, have I shown you this already? So I don't think you, I don't think I've shown you this, Andrew. But this is so, this is like peak content to me because it's like, okay, maybe I'm just being judgmental, but yeah. Penguin Random House Audio presents. Good morning, good night, little pep talks for me and you. This is the author. Lynn Manuel Miranda. The, his introduction is amazing. Yeah, he's just like. He's so for into you, himself. Holding this. <laughs> <laughs> introduction. I wanted to wish you good morning. I wanted to wish you good night. If I was a child, I started to write to this, these I would on Twitter. So scared. In a way of just being polite. This is what really this is the voice of the monster in your closet. Biggest <laughs> 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 yeah. distraction. Like for I like, like want me, some like weird quiet British person. Like, I don't want this. Can so I start the day with a very good night? End with a night variation. It safeguards my evening. Really enunciating every word. Mini vacation. The greetings are sometimes flirtatious or cheeky or weirdly specific. They're pulled from my life or my brain or my thoughts. Terrifically Twitter prolific. Oh, no. I don't have a (laughs) Self-proclaimed prolific on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Most often the greetings I wish you are the greetings I wish for myself. You should do the Sunday read for the New York Times. Then I'm nervous. (laughs) Or if I write cheer up. He just replaces Michael Gubar. (laughs) I'm writing what I wish somebody would say. And this switching the pronoun to you is, is Hamilton. <laughs> and after a few years of greetings, they started. He just talk, he t- he goes You tell on me. About and speaking Edwin of besties and besties, be there's nice. besties I've made through my writing. <laughs> Among them is polymath Jonathan's son. Find something that be here. Good morning. Good night. <laughs> what is happening? It's, yeah, it's not for me. Good morning. <laughs> no, 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 no. Good morning, he said. Mm. Be at home in your head. Make sure joy is well fed. Don't Good. let dread hog the bed. Getting real Dr. Seuss right now. Right now. <laughs> rest. Today was a Good test. Good morning. You passed. Good night. Your <laughs> now breathe till unstressed. 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's amazing. Good morning, Stunner. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get started. The age doesn't matter. No. The sun is up. No. The day is no. new. You're just getting started. <laughs> Good night, Stunner. Oh, dude. Getting Good night, started. Stunner. Good night, Stunner. <laughs> <laughs> Your age doesn't matter. <laughs> That's great. It's a great quote. Songs that we're embarrassed that we liked when we were younger. Well, I'm not really into songs, so. No songs? You don't, you're not a, Frank Sinatra? Like an embarrassing, uh, it's like Bobby a, Darren? <laughs> it's, it's like a, uh, your guilty pleasure music. By the way, everyone, what? let me introduce Grandma Margie. She's hopping on mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Scratch that. <laughs> well, that's okay. I made up for <laughs> everyone. <laughs> JT. JT, that's a pretty good one. Three doors down. Three doors down's good. Yeah. Can't believe I admitted the Herman's Hermits. Herman's Hermits. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like Mana, Nana, who didn't like the Beatles. I kind of like the Beatles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Beatles are quite good. <laughs> They're great. I think that yeah, Cesar and I are both pretty obsessed with the too obsessed. Thing. Yeah, yeah. To, to maybe too. I was living in LA when they arrived, yeah. and that was exciting times. And I, I just thought it was really great to see the Beatles come, come in town, and it was exciting for me. So, I didn't even know you lived in LA ever. I'm old. Wow. Oh yeah, I've Yo. lived. I've lived all over. I've lived in LA. I've lived in San Francisco, Sausalito, Germany, cool. Massachusetts. Cool. Wow. Where in LA were you living? I was living in Westchester, right by the airport. Which one was your favorite out of all the places oh, yeah. you've lived? Oh, I was going to say favorite. I don't know. I, I just like them all. I don't know. We, I just kind of really enjoyed them. I don't know that there was any one favorite. So any, anyone you didn't like at all? Not really. Oh. I like hated living in Boston. <laughs> I, I don't that. get Boston either. I don't. I don't get yeah. it. I, I like the duck tours there, but I don't. I don't get the rest of it. It's such a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I really connect to that, but I do think that I'm just a very different culturally. Yeah, me as well. Living yeah. living there was not a very. It was hard. Who was that? Boston. Massachusetts. Oh, Boston. Yeah, a lot of people did not like it. I was not really living in Boston. I lived on a farm in Franklin, Mass, near Foxborough. Okay. My so girlfriend's from, from right outside of Boston. From where? From uh, Beverly. Like up by Beverly, Sam Mass. Sam okay. Yeah. yeah, I know I've heard of it, but I'm not too familiar with It's gorgeous. Closer to Boston. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Who was you your favorite beetle? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Really, I guess I can't. Yeah. Uh, mine's Lennon. I like Lennon. You most. like John? Yeah, I like John Lennon. Lennon. Yeah. I like Ringo. Ringo. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. He, he, seems like like a, he seems like the best hang, Ringo. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's also still alive. Oh, yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> I'm going to see Paul McCartney. You are? Yeah. Wow. He co he's coming to L.A. 
I've always wanted to see a beetle. I can't believe it, but I, I did it. Where are they now, anyway? I haven't really followed. Well, I mean, two, no, of them, two of them are dead. Two of them are dead. Yeah. Two of them. Ringo lives in Paul McCarty. And Paul lives in London, I think. He lives in London. Still. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good show. Where? When is that? It's in May. I think it's like early May, and it's at the SoFi Stadium, the new stadium in Inglewood. Right. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, I haven't been to like an arena concert. Well, you went to I saw U2. Yeah, that was a lot of time. That was great. Oh my God. During the Joshua Tree tour, they played the whole album. I'm so bummed I missed that. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. I forget who I saw in a stadium. I saw one stadium concert at the O in, in England. I forget who it was. I hope it was someone really funny. I think it was. <laughs> I think it I, almost definitely it was. My first show was The Pretenders. I saw The Pretenders well, at like cool. 14. That's yeah. That was okay. That's cool. Yeah. I've seen uh, Chrissy Hine before. It's crazy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I saw a uh, great show right before the pandemic. Elvis Costello was on tour with Blondie. And he, Elvis Costello was a He was, was incredible. Great. Yeah, great live. I love Blondie. She was not as... She was having a hard... Or an off night, I think. But he was just incredible. You do the spinning wheel thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He crazy. spins his wheel of fortune to pick what song to play. Oh, that's cool. It's got like a hundred songs on there. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of fun. Kill nice, nice spectacle. It's a good spectacle. Yeah. Rima, I have a question um, for you growing up. Like, I, I asked this question to mom earlier. Like, the people that you saw that were able to achieve their dreams and do the things that they really wanted to do and live their lives happily. You know, I, I really am not in that category. So I can't really say because... Like I said, from where I was from um, and seeing people, you know, um, really accomplish great things. I was from a very small town, and uh, I know, like, the president of the, of the school was a dentist and, you know, was very successful and all that. But as far as, like, anyone becoming famous... Or just even even to be able to satisfy the dream that you have as a kid, yeah, like like to to be to to fulfill their 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 goals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did you notice any any behaviors or actions that those people like? Yeah. Had in common, you know. Well, you know, I can even speak for myself because I feel like I was very blessed, coming from a family, being raised on a farm. Winning a scholarship to go to college, my father not allowing me to take the scholarship, not being able to go to college, and then I felt like I became very successful because of that, not having had the opportunity to dream what I thought I wanted. But what I realized is that it isn't always what you want, because it's a greater power telling you that there may be something else out there. So you have to follow that, even though things may look down, and I was very downhearted, thought I wasn't going to make it, because I really wanted to go to college. I wanted to be a medical secretary. I, that was my goal. I was very good at shorthand and typing. And, and my mom, we didn't go to church, but my mom just said, just go in your room, just say some prayers. and. And I was just very surprised at what has happened in my life because I ended up um, going ahead and getting to work for the government. 
And then I went overseas to visit my sister. And while I was there, just for the heck of it, I applied for a job in Germany. My father was very, very strict with us. And we were not, he was very upset when I left to even go to Europe just to visit. I was 21 years old. Sure. But because I did that, I feel like I had a great job. I worked for generals. I helped a trip for President Kennedy coming over. I did a lot of things that I felt like I, as a girl being raised on a farm, did far more things than I ever dreamt because my dream was to be a medical secretary. But I see now that God had greater plans for me. Things worked out far more better than having been living in this little small town and being a, a secretary. Mm, sure. Because I've traveled, I've seen a lot, and I'll tell you what, there are a lot of my girlfriends that have in my, still in my hometown that won't get on a plane. They've never moved out of town. And I go back there and I see where they are, and they're still there. Mm, sure. So I feel like, <laughs> I hate to be bragging, but you're asking you know, who was successful in my class. I feel like <laughs> I was the one yeah, yeah. Right. that really brag. became, yeah. Yeah, that's great. became that's you know, I mean, so much has happened to me. And look at the wonderful family I have. Look at the son I've raised. Look at what has happened to me. I was engaged to a, when I came back from Europe, I was engaged to a guy to be married to, and that didn't work. But I was all set to want to, you know, think that was, that was, that was going to be it. And, you know, sometimes what you think you want, if it doesn't turn out that way, it's not necessarily bad. Sometimes there's something better out there. So be open to that thing that there's, a, there's somebody, you know, you, you've got to keep that mind open and your heart open to know. And you're all good. We're good. We're good people. I appreciate that advice. That's good, great advice, I'd say. <laughs> because yeah. you just don't know. You, you may think that's your goal and that's what you want. And that's what I thought I wanted. But there was something a whole lot better. So whatever, however it works out, know that it's good. It'll be good. You have to make it good. You know, all that's, things will work tr good. It's true. You got to make the most of what you got. Yeah. You know, life gives you lemonade. Forget it. You know, lemons, <laughs> lemons make lemonade. Is that what it is they say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's it's good. It's all good. But you talked about you talked about the moment that you 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 got accepted into you got the scholarship for college, and then your dad told you don't go, and that was like a good catalyst for you because that that helped you helped you discover things that you you didn't know you would. No, I never thought I, you know. Uh, I can remember someone saying, uh, write down all your goals. Write them all down. And things I wrote down, a trip to Hawaii, traveling, <laughs> Korea, uh, Caribbean cruise. Let me tell you something. I've done Hawaii. I, I mean, I've been on so many Caribbean cruises that it's like unbelievable. I'm going like, I'm tired of going to the Caribbean. <laughs> I mean, it's like awesome. It's awesome what has happened in my life. And my friend has told me I should write a book because it, it's, it's just crazy. The littlest things that I want happen. And uh, you, just, you just have to keep that positive feeling of knowing just know, in your heart. Just keep that heart open of knowing. And like I said, 
for me, it's because I have God in my heart. And I know people don't want to hear, you know, they, I don't want to be a Jesus freak. I'm not a Jesus freak. No, people, people want to hear you I, be whoever you are. You know, I am who I am, <laughs> and I love the Lord. And I, I mean, it's just, it's been amazing what's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah. I'm just so, I just want you guys to know, be open. And I'm, you know what I'm listening to you what, that I'm really enjoying hearing? It's not about the money. It's about being happy and doing what you really want to do and enjoy. You know, life is doing what you like to do, you know? Uh, what was it that one time someone said to me? Uh, life is not doing, it's happiness was not liking, not, it's liking what you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's not doing what you like, but liking what you have to do. Let me tell you, because I have a, a child that's profoundly handicapped. She's 51 years old. The doctor told me she wouldn't make it past five. She's 51. You know what? why she's here? Love. The love she's had. You don't know what God's going to give you. You don't know how you're going to have to handle it. You don't know, but you know what? Do it with joy. And that's what I had to do. And if I didn't have the Lord, I couldn't have done it. Because I would get up in the morning and the things I would find of what she had done and what my boys had to go through, too. Sure. By my going, by my having that child. That's very powerful. It was a difficult time, but you know what? I always did it with, with joy. I never complained about Erica. Mm. It's amazing. You've met her. Did you meet her? Anyway, but I didn't expect to be talking. Mm-hmm. We're so happy. <laughs> you we're so did. happy you did. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> we're getting the we're getting the call. The dinner's ready. Um, wow. I also want to point out we're watching the pen commencement speech. <laughs> it's just been Lin Manuel Miranda playing in the background. Um, but really quick before we go, uh, do you guys have anything that you want to plug coming up? Um, obviously, everyone can go stream One Wing, the Ballad of One Wing, your early album, your first album. Yeah, it's just called One. Okay, One. It's called One. Yeah. Yep. One. Uh, yeah. There'll be more records. There'll be more shows. Yeah. But um, yeah, listen to the listen to One Wing. Check on Spotify, I'd Instagram. I'd love to have a record. Get you one. And we'll get, a, we'll get a record for Grandma Margie. I'd love to. They're, they're great. Yeah, you'll like them. And I'll spread it around. Great. <laughs> 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 I know a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> she does. All right, thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> <laughs>